Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50 with Dallas and Michael. Goals, then plan, then portfolio. Your topic, Dallas. Thanks, Michael. Um, we've discussed this a bit in the past, but uh, this is, a, I guess, a response to a question that we often hear. Um, I was about to say when we go to the pub, but we don't really go to the pub anymore, you and I, with young kids. But yeah. it's something that we used to hear at pubs all the time. Now we're here at first birthday parties and uh, barbecues <laughs> and things like that. When you tell people you're a financial planner, often their first question is, What's a good investment? What mm. what should I be invested in? Mm. Or you know some variation of that. And what people are talking about there is what we would call their portfolio, which is of the money that they've got accumulated, their net worth, their retirement savings, whatever you want to call that. What we would call their their portfolio of their investable assets. Mm. What they're really asking is how should I, which assets should I buy, uh, and specifically how should I you know invest in those assets with the money that I've got there. Now, it's kind of probably really obnoxious for people because we, we tend to give a bit of a non-answer and say, well, you know, it depends and it's a bit... What we really mean is that for our clients, I think when people think of a financial planner, they think that that's your main focus is on how do we invest this money and what we've got now and how do we, how do we work that. That tends to come at the very end of a, of a three-part sort of process, as the title suggests. So the first thing that we look at with people is their goals. And it all sounds very, um, it's sort of, like I say, a bit obnoxious probably when people just want to know how do I, you know, should I buy NAB shares or not? Mm. We're talking about, you know, what is, what is the goal that we're trying to achieve here? What is the purpose uh, both of your financial life and, and, and then, you know, it flows through to your money? It's what are we looking to focus on? Now, someone who's 21 years old and just wants to buy a new car, their goals are going to be very different to someone who's 75 and just wants to make sure they don't run out of money. Mm-hmm. And it's very different to someone who's 50 and wants to get the balance right between uh, saving for retirement and getting to travel and enjoy themselves now. So this is sort of what we talk about first is that is that goals piece. Yeah, look, and, and you could replace goals with where do you want to end up yeah where do you need to end up is probably even better question mark um and 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 really that sort of helps frame it it helps frame everything else after Mm. that but 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 it has to be done first Mm. there are people that um can be retired on forty thousand dollars a year and live a very very comfortable and fulfilled retirement Mm. There are other people that three times that amount yep. won't cut it. Yep. Um, so you have no hope. Before you work that out, and there's more inputs into that, such as the length of time between now and retirement and, and, and a host of various other things, before any of that is done, mm. you actually have no... You have no... The second part is useless. The, the plan part is useless. Goals, then plan, then portfolio. So yeah. it's all it's all... It's all a logical order, yeah. But to even move to the plan part, you need which to. is step two, yeah, 
you, you, you cannot put that before any of the other parts. It's, it is goals or where do you want to end up. I think that's a, that's a great point there is that a lot of people that we talk to are, are even, um, you know, I don't know any other good shorthand way of saying it other than goals, but mm. we're not normally talking about goals. Goals sounds a bit woo-woo and a bit like, yeah. a, you know, I'm going to write this on my vision board and, you know, envisage it like the secret and, and whatever will manifest my future or whatever. What we're really just talking about here is, where do you want to end up or what would you be happy with is, is sort of another way I think of it. Is, yeah. is, you know, when it when we're talking to someone who's 55 and and we talk about what are your retirement goals, they normally look at you like, mm. well, I don't know. I don't know what you mean. What do you mean goals? Like what am I? And you could say how much money do you need yeah. <laughs> to live off yes. each year. Yeah. Uh, now, that that's the other way to do it yeah. is to say yeah. if you're retired right now and you yeah. have yeah, – you have – an 18-year-old and a 16-year-old and you're 52. Yeah. Um, um, like, imagine you didn't have the financial commitment of those, yeah. uh, the, the children, because yeah. they're off your hands by the time you retire. Imagine you didn't have to pay tax. Imagine you didn't have to pay your mortgage, all those types of things. Yeah. Well, how much would you need yeah. right now yeah. to live a really, really good retirement? Yeah. And how much would you need? We'd have to repeat that next year. Yeah. How much would you need next year? Yeah. Uh, is it is it? Is it fifty thousand? Is it sixty thousand? Is it eighty thousand? Is it one hundred exactly twenty thousand? Right. So, and, and this is your your point there is that those goals or those amounts they're different for everyone. So that's that's the beginning point here is that for some people, what they need to be to live a fulfilled or, or happy or content or whatever words you want to use there, their goals, even though we don't think of them as goals, what they need to be happy is going to be very different for different mm. people. Now. I won't even get into the, the the very conceptual thing of, you know, well, we really need to be happy is, is some clean water and a roof over our head <laughs> or anything like that. But but I guess the point we're making here is that if you're used to a certain lifestyle and and you don't intend to change that lifestyle, then that is that is your goal. Your goal is basically to maintain your current lifestyle. And for most people we talk to, that is what it is. Is yep. They tend to go, you know, I'm, I'm working now, I'm happy most of the types of people that we talk to are happy living the life they're living now. And if they're not happy now, generally I don't normally want to talk to them because they're probably unhappy people for some other reason and, and they're never going to be happy. So most people that we're talking to, they, they like their life. They're, they're happy as they are. They just really want to be able to maintain that life. And what they really want is to maintain their current lifestyle and not run out of money. And so that's that's really part one is that like I say, it must be really obnoxious people when they ask me about how should we invest your money or, or what, what's a good investment and I start talking about, well, how much money do you need every year and what's your lifestyle and do you plan to travel in retirement or will you will you have your home fully paid off and all these sorts of things. But that's where we've got to start. We've got to start with that, that, that goal or that retirement target or that that figure of, of what is the, the income that you would need to replace every year when we're looking at retirement planning, what is the income that we'd need to replace in, in order for you to, to be content in retirement? So that's that's goals. Part two, the plan. The plan. So this is, uh, I guess, the as you say, once we've got those goals, we then really are, we're normally at point A and we've worked out that, that the goal is point B. And so we know where we are now, we know where we want to end up. The next, the next step is to go. Well, what do I need to do for, to move from A to B? And that's, you know, a very, very small amount of that. As we'll follow through, is, is then the portfolio and how do I invest that money? And and, and you know, it, it's it matters. It does matter, and it matters more and more as you get closer to retirement. But 
it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how well that money gets invested or what your portfolio is if you don't have a plan in place that is going to get you from A to B. If, if you've got $500,000 in superannuation right now and we work out that based on your goals, you really need about $1.5 million, we need a plan for how are we going to grow that money. And, and some of that will be to you know work that money for you and some of it will be you sacrificing, you giving up money each year to contribute into super or it might be selling an asset down the road or it might be some variation of that. But there needs to be a realistic plan for how am I going to get from A to B, and that's that's what we're talking about with that that plan is that you know what's the what's the path that we're going to draw out here that you're going to roughly be able to follow over the next ten years, and realistic is the key there for me. Realistic is the key as we tap into uh, to to tax deductions and legislation and low yeah. hanging fruit and all those types of things. Yeah. But um, but yes, to have a realistic plan. Yeah. Uh, of of attack to get to mm. to um, the position that they need to be in, uh, mm-hmm. as determined by the first section, the goals section, yeah, yep. or the where do you need to be, or how much would you need to live off in retirement if you're retired right now? Um, certainly, it has to be realistic. Yeah, that, that part two, part th- part three, the portfolio. portfolio. So this is, we finally now have answered the question that that someone has asked me at a barbecue. 10 minutes ago now after I've tortured them. So the, but I think the point here is that then when we look at, and we've discussed this in great detail on this podcast about, you know, different assets that you can own leading up to retirement, in retirement, what's going to be able to provide you a, a rising income stream throughout your retirement, all that kind of thing. It, it's sort of the way that I think about your, your portfolio or, or how you have that money invested is that... Um, there's only I think the big danger here is is paying too much you've got to get this right and you want that money working as hard as possible for you and you want that to line up to your plan and your goals and you want that invested in the right way according to what you need but you can't you can't squeeze that beyond what's again going back to what's realistic where I think it gets dangerous is that if you look at your portfolio and go well we need a seven eight percent return over the next ten years to get where we need to be can we achieve that through through um, you know being diversified and being safe in how we invest that money? That's great. Then we we sort of progress based on that. But if you look at that and you go, the only way that I can get where I need to be, the only way that I can fit in with my plan, is if I get a twenty five percent return every year. You then got to go back to start because I think any time that you any time that you find yourself having to try and work the portfolio much harder than what is safe just to try and line it up with your plan and with your goals mm. you, you then it ends up being a bit of wishful thinking so you, you can try and work on saying well we might get an above average return over the next 10 years but you're then getting into the territory where um, you, you've gone away from something that you can control and and you're now just hoping and, and sort of cross your fingers and try and see where you end up whereas yeah it, it distracts a lot of people as well and and, and um I've had clients come to me and, and one in particular stands out. They had a self-managed superannuation fund and they ran their own portfolio yep. of of individual companies yep. um, that they were investing into and they had about 25 companies in there that they were investing into. That distracted them. The, the whole process of going through and working out that this one was underperforming and this one was you know, yep. growing well and 
what do we do with this one here? It's it's just gone flat and it hasn't done it. That all distracted them from the fact that that what they really needed to do, besides all of that, was they needed to be putting about $40,000 a year into yeah. their superannuation fund. Yep. And when we had a look at it, we we we... We we went we went back looked at the goals first worked out where they need to be um, worked out that they need to be putting in yeah you know, forty thousand dollars a year between them yeah um, uh, and, and and then we looked at the the portfolio now they they they'd got that about face yes they they yeah, they'd got that at, yep they're um, looking at how to earn money first and that was distracted all of their time was being taken up by this company over that company yep and yes. They looked at me like I had two heads at the start when I said it doesn't <laughs> yeah. really matter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would prefer you to to to, to be across seventeen hundred companies. Yeah. Um, yeah, now we can't run that ourselves. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but but uh, this one over that one, like I just yeah. kept going back to yeah. it, it, it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah, all this other stuff matters yes. far more importantly than that. Yeah. So, and that's that's a good point I, I think to to make there is that, like we've said many times, that financial planning isn't a set and forget process and and so when we look at this with with our clients on an ongoing basis this is a cycle that we go through a process that we go through is that it's a part of your your reviews with our clients is looking at okay are you are your goals still the same do you still want the same thing in the future do you do you need to be in the same position to be happy do you are you happy to work as long as you intended do you want that to be shorter or longer or anything like that do you plan to spend more retirement? That, that sort of thing. So we need to start, even when you're reviewing this, you go back to the start with your goals. Okay, what what needs to change there? For, and then you flow through to go, okay, well, if my goals have changed, what needs to change about my plan? And, and you know, how do I need to amend that? Do I need to contribute more or less or um, bring some things forward, push some things back? Then at the very end, you go, based on all those changes to my goals and to my plan, do I need to change my portfolio based mm. on that? But that's, that's I guess, a key point there is that you never, make, you never make changes to the portfolio without first making changes to the plan. Mm. And that, that is a really dangerous way to get that backwards and to lose sight of what's really important is to try and jump in and play around with the portfolio and change how that money is invested you know, month to month or week to week when really the priority is where is it that we're trying to get to and what do we need to be doing consistently to get there. And that's where we saw people come unstuck just recently uh, when the markets fell by 37% yep. in, in the coronavirus depths in March of 2020. Um, a lot of people made the, the, the critical mistake at that point in time of selling out mm. of uh, their portfolio, yep. let's just call it that, yep. at 63 cents in the dollar. Yes. Um and quite, there was a high correlation of those people that hadn't gone through the two previous steps. Yep, they hadn't gone through what yep. their goals were. Mm-hmm. They hadn't they hadn't come up with a plan. Mm-hmm. It was just a it was just a sum of money that they'd seen fall. Yeah, and of course, when you see a sum of money fall, yep. and it doesn't have a job and it doesn't have a purpose, and yes. there is no plan, and there are there is no point in time where you need to be uh, in a specific position. Um, uh, of course, you're more prone to actually trying to stop the pain. That's right, and, and selling out. You know, that, at this case, in this case, for a lot of people, at sixty three cents in the dollar. That's a great point, and and obviously, any, anyone who's long time listening to the podcast will know that uh, about our, our a mentor of ours, Nick Murray, who talks a lot about this sort of 
behavioral approach to investing. And, and one of the things that he says, which is that all unsuccessful investing is reacting to market movements, mm-hmm. and all successful investing is is acting based on a plan. And this is the point I think you're touching on there is that, and, and this is sort of what I've been saying from from that process of going goals, then plan, then portfolio, is that when things change, when there's a drop like there was in, in March of 2020, if you approach it with the attitude of firstly, have, yeah, my super balance has dropped by 35%. It's painful to watch. It's painful to live through. Have my goals changed? No, I still want and, and, and need to be building up my retirement savings over the next eight years to be able to retire. My plan is to continue to max out my contributions every year. I'm going to put $1,000 a week into super and that's, what's, that's what I'm doing. Now, once you look at that and go, well, my goals haven't changed, my plan hasn't changed, I know then that my portfolio shouldn't change because none, nothing else has changed. The goals haven't changed, the plan hasn't changed, the portfolio does not need to change. If you, as you say, if you approach that the other way and go, the portfolio has dropped, what's my goal, what's my plan, I don't know, I don't have one, what happens is subconsciously, if we don't have, we don't have a plan, subconsciously our only goal becomes stop the pain in mm. that moment and that's how people react to those big drops. Well, if I don't really know what the purpose of that money is and I just kind of want it to be growing for some reason and I see it dropping, it hurts and I, and I want to stop that pain and so I'm going to sell and move that into cash even though that's going to cost me a lot of money and even though that's actually taken me away from what my goals really are and the plan is that I should really be following. Thanks for listening. And before you um, hit the back browser to go to your next podcast, there's, there's five empty stars <laughs> that need to be filled up. Could you guys, like those, the natural react, the, the natural resting state for us is to be full. <laughs> Can you, uh, in all seriousness, if you could leave us a quick review yeah on uh on the the podcast player uh, of your choice a player of your choice as, as you say Michael, there's five, five stars, stars there that want to be filled up <laughs> uh, so please fill those stars up before you search for your next podcast thanks for listening thank you for listening to the money over 50 podcast with money over 50 financial advisors we look forward to catching up again soon